Hey guys, welcome to Feed the Wolf podcast. This podcast is about all things mindset. And last week I talked about competition mindset or mindset when it comes to approaching training. And something that kind of goes along with training is rest and recovery, right? So that's actually what I want to touch on in today's podcast is how often should you be resting and recovering? What is going to be an optimal amount? So with that being said, the reason this kind of came up for me this week (laughs) is a little bit silly. I actually saw a post from someone on social media and the post was essentially this photo that said, some people rest on Sundays. And then at the bottom it said, I don't. And now I shared this to my Instagram story, kind of saying that, in my opinion, that is a stupid post. (laughs) And I got some positive feedback and some negative feedback with that, which, of course, is going to happen with anything. But first off, I just want to note, it's not about the actual day Sunday. Like, just because that post said, like, some people rest on Sundays, I don't. We're not even talking about the actual day of the week Sunday. We're more referring to people who work out seven days a week, every week, 365 days a year. That was kind of more of what I was targeting and taking away from that post. So it's not about the actual day Sunday. Okay, maybe you're someone who works a lot during the week and Sunday is one of your three to four days of the week that you're actually able to get into the gym. And if that's the case for you, by all means, don't rest on Sunday, get to the gym if you're able to. So it has nothing to do (laughs) with Sunday. And I just wanted to clear that up before we kind of dive into this. But it is certainly a topic that I think is really important to bring up, especially as a CrossFit coach. I get asked a lot, like, how many times a week should I be working out? How often should I be resting? And I get asked that question all the time. And Again, before we dive into this, I want to just preface this with the fact that this is very relative and very based on you as an individual, okay? Just like with anything else, we all have very different needs. All of our bodies are different and need different things, so therefore, we're all going to need different rest as well. But the thing that kind of ticks me off (laughs) and the reason behind why I posted that some people rest on Sundays, I don't post, and and I said it was stupid, is because it's just this culture that we're in now around training, where it's like, no days off, bro. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, rest is for the week. That whole culture just kind of ticks me off because some people who may not have been training for a while and haven't been exercising and aren't really sure they get caught up in that culture and that mentality and they're like, oh, really? Like, maybe I shouldn't be resting kind of thing. And that's why, again, I wanted to bring this to everyone's attention and kind of address it as a whole. But even just that mentality, like there's a man named Pete McCall. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist. And he wrote this article. It was titled, Why Science Says You Should Take More Rest Days which to me, that totally caught me because science even tells you to do so. But I did get some decent science information from his article. And he stated in there, we have this mentality in America that if a little bit is good, 
then more is better. And I couldn't agree with that more. Like that goes right along with the culture of no days off. And that's what we talk about here at Black Wolf all the time is more is not better. And if you're bringing the appropriate intensity to your training, if you're really thinking about squeezing every single rep, you're going to get a lot more out of that along with some rest than you are if you take no day, no days off, quote unquote there. He also goes on to say that one of the biggest mistakes people make in the pursuit of improved athleticism is going too hard on days that they should be taking it easy. After all, exercise is only one piece of the fitness equation. And that's what really got me going here was like, we need to realize that exercise really is only part one. And that part two is rest and recovery. Resting is just as important as training. Without recovering properly, you're going to stall or possibly even reverse your progress. Yes, you just heard that right. Like without recovering properly, let me just say it again, you can stall or even reverse your progress. And obviously that's not what we're working towards here, right? You always learn in school to work smarter, not harder. And I want to bring that up in this as well. Make sure that you're training smarter, not harder. So let's dive into this a little bit more. I kind of preface this with saying that this is all relative and it does really depend on you and your needs as an individual. And so with that being said, this depends on a lot of different things. It can depend on your current goals, your current phase in life. Are you in a competitive phase of training right now? Like, are you signing up for competitions? Are you going to bigger competitions? Or are you just kind of here to exercise? What is the exercise that you're doing? Like the actual activity? Are you a CrossFitter? Most likely if you're listening to this, you are. But maybe not. Maybe you're a runner. It's all relative here. And I think it also really depends. How do you define training? What's your definition of training and what's your definition of recovery? Because that can look very different based on the individual. Now, let's kind of go back here to your activity. So most strength-based programs, like let's say weightlifting or bodybuilding, you either usually work your entire body, so like a full body workout, and then you completely skip the next day. Or you'll have split up workouts. So for example, you'll do like arms one day, legs the next day, whether it's like back and buys, chest and tries, if you're doing that whole bodybuilding thing. Um, But basically the idea is that you're letting each muscle group recover from that workout before you kind of go back and ask your body to do that same thing again. Now, that could be completely different from someone who's a runner, for example, Runners usually tend to run pretty much almost every day or at least six days out of the week, and they may only take one or two true rest days. But within that, usually or hopefully, they're alternating days of like hard running, so something like speed work or hill work. They're alternating that with longer endurance runs or easy runs, quote unquote, that are going to feel less challenging to their bodies. 
Now, things with CrossFit is where it gets a little bit more difficult or a little bit more tricky as far as resting because it is constantly varied and you are doing different duration workouts to different you know workouts with different time domains some are extremely intense like Fran where it's a five minute or less workout some days you're doing up to a 20 or 20 plus minute workout which is considered long in CrossFit some days the movements are completely different in others, which is why, again, it's going to depend heavily on you as a person. So even when we look at, say, elite athletes or maybe think of the person in the gym you look up to who's maybe super competitive or what you would say is quote unquote elite, they may seem like they're doing workouts every day that just look killer, like man, they are always going hard in the gym. But I think it's extremely important here to keep in mind that it's because their definition of hard could be our definition of easy, okay? Let me just say that again. Their definition of hard could be our definition of easy. So even though they're looking like they're going ham all the time, maybe they have a high training age. Or in other words, maybe they've been doing CrossFit for eight plus years and they've established this base and this level of fitness whereas they're actually going easy that day even though it may not look like it to us and most likely their coaches still schedule in just enough amount of those easier workouts and those rest days as well to keep their athletes progress on track as well as keep the risk of injury you know minimal which I think is important to bring that up because you can't compare your training day or your training week to those of others because, again, this is very individualized and your body may need something completely different than someone else's. If someone is, let's say, training smart. So a few weeks ago on this podcast, I had my friend Michael Vespa from Ruthless in Pursuit come on And we didn't talk a ton about training. We dove a little bit more into mindset and skills that we use on self-growth. But I actually brought up this topic to him because I respect him and his opinion. And he actually had a very different response to when I made that post. And he was like, well, you know, I train seven days a week and that's how I feel best. And so we got into this conversation about it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Because... Right now, in this phase of my life, you know, he is doing my programming. And I'm like, well, you know, you program rest days in for me. So, you know, explain yourself. And that's kind of where he brought it to my attention that this really is based on the individual, not only physically, but also psychologically. And what I mean by that is some people do better where they are moving every single day, whether that's walking a nice easy row, a quote unquote recovery workout. It depends on your psychological or mental and emotional health as well. Like for me, I coach CrossFit here. So I'm already in the gym almost every day just coaching, if not even working out. So for me, I like to have a couple rest days where maybe I don't have to be in the gym at all. So I'm able to kind of make that separation. And he was saying, you know, he's felt the best he's ever felt just training seven days a week right now. But he also made sure to state like that every couple weeks, 
he makes sure to have at least one week of deload or one week where, you know, the intensity and the volume of the training, the weights he's using is a lot lower based on percentages than he maybe would in a quote unquote training week versus that deload week. And he kind of brought to my attention as well, like if you're training smart, sleeping well, eating healthy, you may not need as many rest days. You may only need one full rest day for the body to recover. But this means that you're not going 100% every day. That's when you need to consider intensity. Okay. Some, like he was saying, he's like, some days I only go 50%. Some days I go in that 70 to 80%. Some days I'm all out. So even though I may say I train seven days a week, at least one or two of those days may only be at 50%. And that's what's important to note. So fitness improvements, we need to remember this. Your gains, so to speak, or fitness improvements, they happen after the workout, not during the workout. So it's not actually during that hour of intense exercise or maybe it's only five minutes of intense intense exercise that you're making the gains remember exercise is a stressor and for your body to respond to that stressor optimally it needs time to rest and recover that's why we sleep at the end of every day so we can recover from the day like that's why it's so important and what else why else is this important right I don't think I can talk about rest and recovery from training without talking about the obvious consequences. So we already kind of talked about the fact that this is either going to stall your progress or essentially you'll just plateau, not really ever see any gains or improvement, or it could actually reverse your progress as well. And obviously we have to bring up overtraining here. It's, it's hard to talk about this without mentioning overtraining. And my boyfriend, Robert, would laugh at me at this part because he always says to me that you can't overtrain. You can only under recover. <laughs> but um, overtraining can be best defined as the state where the athlete has been repeatedly stressed by training to the point where rest is no longer adequate to allow for recovery. This usually results in getting sick more often or frequent injuries. So some signs and symptoms of overtraining could be feeling drained, lack of energy, mild soreness, general aches and pains, sudden drop in performance, insomnia, decreased immunity, depression, irritability, a compulsive need to exercise, decreased appetite, increased incidence of injuries. You guys have heard this before, okay? The plus side is that treatment is really easy for overtraining. What do you do? you rest and recover, right? <laughs> it's also good to make sure you're hydrated, maybe get a massage or something like that. But the main point here is we don't want to plateau. We don't want to slow that progress or stop that progress. So how do you know then if this is so individualized and it's based on the person, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, okay, like how do I know then how often I should be resting? Here are a few signs that you should probably take a rest day or make sure that you rest a little bit more. And these kind of coincide a little bit with overtraining. But the first sign would be that you're always sore 
or you're always sick. And now I'm not referring to like a little bit of muscle soreness. That's that's new. That's normal. But if you're someone who is new to exercise or maybe you're switching up what you're doing for training, you're going to be a little bit more sore. But if you've been constantly exercising, so you've been training for a while, you shouldn't be having that constant soreness or achiness anymore. Okay. So kind of think about that. Also, you shouldn't always be sick. That's usually a sign that your body's telling you, hey, man, take a break, rest and recover. Like, if you're constantly tired or moody, that would be another sign. I work for a nutrition company called Revival Wellness and Nutrition. And we usually encourage a rule that if you didn't get six hours of sleep, you don't get to train. And again, this is relative. It depends on the person. I know there's some people out there who are fully functioning on six hours of sleep. Props to you because (laughs) I don't know how you do it. I feel like I need at least nine to 10 in order to be a functional human. But make sure you're getting enough sleep. If you're constantly tired and you're irritable and moody and you're snapping at your partner, maybe think about resting a little bit more because you shouldn't be constantly tired. You should wake up feeling rested. And sometimes too, like remember that workout that you're trying to do on five hours of sleep may not even be beneficial at all since you're so tired and then ultimately you're unable to perform at the desired intensity that you need to to get anything out of that workout. If you're coming to CrossFit class, you've had five hours of sleep and you're just dragging, you know, you know that person always walking in, yawning, very slow to move. Okay, let me grab my kettlebell. Like (laughs) that kind of thing. Maybe you should have stayed home and maybe you should have took a nap or rested or if it's the weekend, maybe you should have slept in. Because ultimately, if you're dragging ass, you're not going to be able to bring anything to that workout to get anything out of it anyways. We all know that workout that we've kind of started and we're just like, man, like, you know, deep down, maybe I shouldn't be here today. And that's not to say that like every day is going to feel great. Of course, sometimes you need to push through that uncomfortability. Sometimes, yes, just get to the gym. This goes a little bit deeper as far as, you know, your reasoning and your why behind it. But listen to your body. If you're sick, moody, tired, constantly sore, maybe you should take a rest day. Another thing I think is super important to bring up is stress. If you are super stressed out, take a rest day. I know we all lead stressful lives now. I mean, we're all having, we're all busier than ever before, apparently. But if you're going through something in your life, Maybe you're moving or you've just lost a loved one and you're in this extremely stressful time. Take some more rest, okay? Remember, we said this already, exercise is a stressor. And sometimes adding that extra stressor to what you're already dealing with can have negative instead of positive consequences on the body. The endorphins that we release during exercise are also accompanied by a hormone called cortisol, which gets a bad rep because it is the stress hormone. But if you're constantly in this state where you're already producing cortisol because you're stressed out from life, you're running around, you're just thinking about you got to go home and do this, that and the other thing and you got to pack and you got this and like take a rest day, your body will thank you like 
if it's already in a constantly stressed out state, this can actually lead to adrenal fatigue or dysfunction and more serious physical consequences in your body like it can manifest into some pretty serious stuff i know we've we've already heard that stress can kill you and i don't think that's said enough so if you got a lot going on in your life we are already super stressed maybe take an extra rest day now i know there's going to be people out there who are thinking miranda exercise is my stress reliever and i agree and disagree with you because i used to be there as well And I think exercise can be a stress reliever, but it also can be more stressful. So again, it really just depends on the person. And you need to make sure that you're giving your body and muscles, as well as your nervous system, time to adapt and recover from the stress that you're putting on it, whether it's stress from your life or physical stress from exercise. So hopefully some of those signs helped you a little bit as far as knowing when and when you should when you should take a rest day and maybe when you should go to the gym as you kind of learn more about your body and your own personal limitations you'll also learn what works best for you because again this is individualized and it's going to take some time for you to know but i want you to remember rest day can mean whatever it means to you so i've always said there's a difference and this is just me between a rest day and a recovery day. So when I was hitting the gym a little bit harder, you know, trying to, this was back in my, I'm going to be a regional athlete days. <laughs> now that regional's not a thing, but for me, I would take one day of full rest. So rest meaning I didn't do essentially anything that day and one day of recovery. And now recovery for me means something different than it may mean for you but that was kind of just like a what I call a flow session workout or here at Black Wolf we usually call them like a steady eddy workout but essentially something where you're not getting that heart rate too high you're just moving through space just sweating something like that would be a recovery day for me now that was back when I was training a little bit more heavily right now I'm giving myself a lot more rest And the reason why is a lot of the things I touched on earlier, which is for me, I just moved to a new city, a new state. I'm still getting used to a new job position as well as, you know, dealing with my relationship. We got a new dog. He just moved down here with me as well. It's been a lot of change. Also, I mean, my goals have changed. I'm not as much in a competitive phase of life right now my phase of life my focus is on this job and this podcast and bringing my best self to black wolf crossfit and so for me that right now means a little bit more rest days and i'm not taking training as seriously and that's why i mentioned before like yes it depends on your goals yes it depends on you as the person but It also depends on, you know, the activity that you're doing, but it also depends on your phase in life. Maybe this phase of your life, you have a lot other things going on. You have that stress, you have something going on. So maybe right now you take a couple more rest days. Maybe in the future, there's a phase of your life where you're only doing that one rest day and that one recovery day 
Or maybe it is like my friend Michael, it is seven days on, but you're making sure you have deload weeks and you're making sure that some of those days are really only at 50%. Like I said, rest day can mean whatever you want it to mean. Okay, so it doesn't have to be, (laughs) I'm taking a rest day, man. And I'm just like laying on the couch all day, watching movies, eating potato chips. That's not what we mean when we mean rest day. Sometimes it can be a long walk with your dog and your husband out in the sunshine. Sometimes maybe it's a flow yoga class or you do Ramwad at home and stretch. Maybe you take an active recovery swim at the pool Or like I said, you do an active recovery workout where it's just kind of like a little flow, steady eddy kind of session. And if you're doing that active recovery workout, I think that's where RPE can come in. So RPE means rate of perceived exertion. And essentially, it's the scale of zero to 10, zero meaning I'm doing nothing, 10 meaning I'm going ham, like hard AF. (laughs) And so when you're doing those active recovery days, or as we kind of mentioned, working out at that 50 to 60%, that's where you want to be at like an RPE of five or six, which would be that close to that 50 to 60%, but where you're able to, you know, maintain a conversation. I know my boyfriend Robert and I always like to test this out with being able to sing while we work out. We always used to like to put some jams on during our flow session and we would just kind of sing and chat and that would be our recovery workout. But essentially you're just doing something to keep the blood flowing, making sure that you're not going too hard. Again, this depends on what is best for you and it's going to take some time to figure that out and learn about yourself and learn about yourself as an athlete. But I think that it's important to note deep down you know what's best for you. And that can be the hardest part. Like that was my biggest challenge was listening to my body when my body was telling me like rest. And it was just screaming it to me. I was exhausted. I was sick all the time. I literally would come home and not be able to speak words because I was just that physically exhausted. But I would just kind of shut that signal off and like, no man, no days off. Like I got to keep training, like whatever. And And that's what I wanted to make sure that I note here is deep down, you know, what's best for you, whether that's fighting your inner voice and actually allowing yourself a rest day or whether it's fighting that inner voice and being like, no, I need to get to the gym. Okay. It depends on you, but listen to your gut. Quite often, you know, what's best for you and it's often what you least want to do. So whether that's hey man, I really don't want to take a rest day. Like what is rest? Or whether it's, I really don't want to go to go to the gym, but I know I should. So listen deep down, you know, what's best for you. As you learn more about your body, it'll become a little bit more obvious. And the longer you get into exercise, you learn, you learn as you go. And, but the big important thing here is training is only part of the equation. The other part of the equation, equation is making sure you will allow your body to get those benefits from training by allowing it to rest and recover. 
Rest and recovery can mean whatever you want it to mean to you. You can make up your own definition. What that looks like for you may not be the same as what it looks like for someone else. So make sure you don't compare and that's okay. All right. But make sure that you don't get caught up in this culture of I'll sleep when I'm dead. No days off, bro. More is not always better. Okay. Train smarter, not harder. If you guys have any questions about maybe how often you should be resting or want to know a little bit more about how I rest and recover, or maybe you just want to share what you've experienced with this, please comment below. Let me know. I'd like to hear. Like, I love learning about different people's perspectives. Maybe you do. Maybe you are that person like my coach, Michael, who trains seven days a week. But again, you know, you allow yourself, you play with the intensity levels there. Maybe you're someone who does the typical CrossFit three days on, one day off, three days on, one day off. Maybe right now you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you're looking for one rule to live by that I think can apply to the mass of people here. Again, we spoke already about how this is so individualized, but I'd say one great rule of thumb is there's seven days in a week, right? Make sure you move. Doesn't have to be trained, but make sure you move at least four out of those seven days. So that's the majority of the week. Since seven, you can't really cut in half. Make sure you're moving at least four of those days. Hopefully, at least three of them is getting in some good exercise. Maybe you're coming to class three times a week, but make sure on that fourth day you do something to move. Like we said, whether it's the walk, the swim, the hike, you go for a bike ride, whatever that looks like for you. Make sure we're moving because ultimately our bodies are meant to move. We're not meant to sit in a desk all day, eight to 10 hours a day, every single day. Our bodies want to move. We want to get that blood flowing. We want to make sure we're staying healthy. But healthy also means getting that rest and recovery. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, please comment if you have, if you care to share your regimen that you do for training and rest. I'd love to hear it from you. Or as always, make sure you comment some questions, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And allow your body to rest. Go take a nap. All right. Thanks, guys.